Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out on Spotify. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. Stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm the catfish now. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I am all right, thanks, man. How are you? Very well, thanks. This is the last. It's the last Stadios of the year. Is that what? It's the only Stadios of the year. Yes, yes, yes. So it's well, the last well, Stadio of the year. The last Stadio of the year. Yeah. And Did we you are, say Stadio or Stadios? I said Stadios. I think oh. I'm already. I'm already locked in. We should probably explain what today is, shouldn't we? Does it need any explanation? It probably does, actually. The award ceremony with the least fanfare of them all. Welcome to the, the least anticipated award ceremony of all time. <laughs> the one that was born out of, not demand, but the need to fulfill a scheduling issue while neither of us wanted to actually work back in 2019. <laughs> I think we recorded our first stadios drunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, God. Did we? I think we did, right? It's certainly one of them. Certainly one of them. <laughs> Someone wrote to me, so I was like, they could, they could tell I was concentrating. <laughs> they could like hear me concentrating. <laughs> Do you know what I really actually hope? 2023, my New Year's resolution is to make the 2023 edition of the Stadios an in-person awards ceremony. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I want to look, look the catfish in the eye. <laughs> I'd be like, you are the catfish of the year. <laughs> Imagine a trophy. What kind of trophy? <laughs> Unfortunately, they can't be here tonight. <laughs> I mean, te- te- technically, a catfish can't be anywhere, actually, if True. you think about it, technically. But yeah. It says it will be. It says it will be. It never will. be. Anyway, so for those of you who are new to Stadio, Every year we do our end of year awards. They're called the Stadios and the topics are usually consistent. We drop in one occasionally, we take one out occasionally. We've actually got the return of an award this year that wasn't on the ballot last year. The ballot, like this is the official thing. Jesus. <laughs> there is an academy 
There's the uh, there isn't an academy. There is no, literally Moose and I send a load of stuff to each other that was cool this year, and we're like, oh, what should we do for this topic? What should we do for this topic? And we usually finish it off about five minutes before we record. So, I mean, do we need to do any admin before we get into this? If no, you, this is this is the no, admin. This, this is, is this is no, the admin. No, 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 no. This is the admin. By now, you knew what it was. Right. Stadio on Twitter, Stadio Football on Instagram, Stadio Outros Playlist on Spotify, theringer.com forward slash soccer. Right, his house is back in the new year. I think counter press is off for Christmas as well. Go and check everything on theringer.com. It's amazing. There you go. There's your admin. Exactly. Proof. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I get hyped for the Stadios. I'm ex- Listen, do you know what? I'm excited. We should have dressed up. We say this every year and we never do. That's true. I was going to wear my Father Christmas outfit, but actually I've been wearing a lot of Christmassy stuff recently. Well, so I saw actually, you on Instagram with the green, with the yes. green tree and you had Gandalf the green, which Gandalf I was, was going to ideally reply to say the stickiest of the icky, but I, I couldn't ah, do it. Ah, 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 ah. That's why I didn't put it on the main feed. That's why I didn't put it on the main <laughs> feed. Listen, man, they're all absolute, like Gandalf, I know there's been a couple of the Lord of the Rings references, but Gandalf, what, you, how, how many episodes is he in, Hob- in the Hobbit? Is, th- is he in all three of the Hobbit as well? You must be, right? Yeah. So what, each one's three hours, 18 hours of just him gallivanting through Middle Earth, high as fuck. Big stoner. Oh, <laughs> big, big stoner. Gandalf, but basically what happens is Gandalf gets high and is just like, should we go on a road trip? That is basically what <laughs> happens it, at the beginning it. of The Hobbit. That's Outrageous it. behavior. How many people had to die for Gandalf's high? <laughs> Anyway, right. So the categories of the stadios this year are the existential moment of the year. Yes. The big mood award. The Prop Joe Award, which for those of you who don't know what the Prop Joe Award is, it's the biggest glow up, finesse. Black. How did they get there? How did they get there? From there to there. Like, hang on a minute. What? What on um, earth? Yeah. Previous winners of that were Phil Neville getting the Inter Miami job because he said he spoke Spanish. <laughs> and Ronald Koeman getting the, the Barcelona job originally and rocking up to his first game in loafers and no socks. A disrespect. Doomed. Absolutely uh, doomed. This year we've got the return of the Ballon Drip. Yes. It's back. It wasn't on the ballot last year, I don't think. We've also got the goal of the year, the angry goal of the year, the team of the year, the coach of the year, the player of the year, and... The greatest award of them all. That is truly one of the greats. The award that no one will ever publicly admit to wanting, but secretly everyone wants to win. <laughs> the Catfish of the Year Award. <laughs> Don't worry, Everton fans, you're not in the nominees this year. No, you're not. the first time. Breathe easy. Actually, Breathe they easy. should be, because they were promised it. They looked like they were going to go down. Yes, exactly. And they didn't. <laughs> Arsenal aren't even on there this year either. No, Arsenal not there. There you go. Spoiler alert. Some some big names on that list, I tell you that. Indeed. So, here we go. 10 awards, 10 categories. Let's get into the Stadios 2022 after this. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed. 
my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Musok Wonga, I think you have the honor of the first award. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So it's oof. a big one to kick us off as well. Yeah. What an honor. What an honor. I think the okay. previous winner of this was Messi lying down behind the wall for PSG. Greatest of all time. <laughs> and Herrera the- being like, Leo, Leo. <laughs> What was the quotes? Come sleep next to it. Come sleep behind us. That's the actual word for word. Oh my God. Anyway, this year's year's nominees. This year's nominees for the Stadio Existential Moment of the Year. (sighs) Jose Mourinho's red card against Verona. (laughs) (laughs) Starting a row with the referee. Kicking a ball into the stands and storming off, pumping his fist at the entire universe. The second nominee is Serena Wiegmann being presented with herself in cat form. So for those who don't <laughs> Serena Wiegmann, someone made a mix. Yes, you have to explain it. <laughs> so at footy underscore work did uh, an amazing, there's a, you know the Cats with Jobs Twitter uh, Twitter account. There's, yep. a, there's a cat with round glasses sat there in front of a computer and uh, they just wrote Cat Serena Wiegmann. Yeah, incredible. And when I uh, hosted a talk with her in Paris, Serena Wiegmann that was, uh, I showed it to her manager before and just said, have you seen this? And she was just like, oh my God, no, I haven't. It's absolutely amazing. Can you please send it to me? And I was like, Serena's seen it. She said, no, 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 show it to her. So her manager was like, show it to her. <laughs> So there's an actual picture of me, the moment, the very moment where I showed Serena, I said, have you seen the cat version of you? She said, what? No. And I showed her and she just went, oh, it does look a bit lively, doesn't it? <laughs> Watching her watch the meme, it's very rare you get to see a meme being completed yeah. and, conf- and re- return to the originator. It was perfect. It was perfect. That felt like the very first time where I was actually accepted into women's football Twitter. So it was, it was existential for you as well, to be honest, because it I was, think that was yeah, a it was. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, if I'm in that position to do it, I will show a manager a meme of themselves. <laughs> you just sounded like De Niro in Heat. I will not hesitate to show you that meme. If it's me or you in that room, I will not hesitate. I not, for one, you down. not for one second. I will not hesitate. What if I go put you down? <laughs> See, we should dress up as De Niro and Pacino for listen, this. Man, anyway. Listen, the action is the juice. Let's the action is the juice. <laughs> It is the juice. Anyway, what was the other nominee? Piers Morgan's entire World Cup. Yeah, yeah, man. He, dude. He went down bad because he very much backed the wrong horse. Shading Messi, backing Cristiano. Those those things did not work out well for him. Yeah, he's got a bad track record. He really, really does. The, The one consolation for him, I suppose, is that he doesn't win the existential moment of the year. No. But the winner of the Stadio existential moment of the year is the referee Ismail Elfa sending <laughs> off Vincent Abubakar <laughs> for Cameroon against Brazil after Abubakar scores, gets Cameroon back into the World Cup, and kind of takes them out of it. 
Well, they, they were kind of out, weren't they? They were out. They were out. And it is the moment when he knows that he has to do it, isn't it? This is the existential thing. Yeah. When the ref is just like, this is probably the biggest moment of your career. The ref dapped him up. Yes, he dapped him up. <laughs> he's like, bro, you know I've got to do this right. And he's just like, yeah. This is simultaneously the biggest and the smallest moment of Abubakar's career, I think, as well. Just because it's like, it's a moment <laughs> of glory, mama. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, in those space movies when one of them has to just cut the cord and drift out to space. That was kind of the footballing, the closest yes. to the footballing equivalent I've ever seen to it. It's just like, you know, I've got to do this, right? And it's just like, yeah, I know you've got to do this. Isn't it funny, isn't it funny how many of those films have that moment? Yeah. I was just watching uh, the TV series, actually, War of the Worlds, when it happens there. And I'm just like, wow, they really love it. How many their- random people are just floating out in space? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it even that lonely? Is it even that lonely? If all those astronauts know. are out there, it's quiet. It sounds great to me. Not being funny. If there's even on. that, if there's even that many astronauts floating around, surely it's not that. You're not in oblivion. If it's like, do you know what I want to do? I want to put a loop. I sound like one of those people that always talk about your laugh. So I'm sorry, but like, I want to put a loop of you laughing just out into space because you could just hear it. You'll hear it from like miles. <laughs> actually, Can you imagine if you're actually one of these people who's like done the 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 noble thing and been like, I'll cut the cord so you can live. And I'm drifting out in space, and all of a sudden I just hear this, ah, 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 like coming around the back of like one of Saturn's moons. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is going on out here? <laughs> oh, I'm actually in favour of that. Of yeah? course, of course, I would be. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> no one could stop you, Musa. <laughs> okay, that's the. That's the anyway, that's the first stadio. First one down. Congratulations, Ismail, because that is a. That was a big moment for us this year. I think just the whole yeah. the whole sequence of that, of knowing that you had to stick to the rules yeah. or the laws of the game. You didn't really want to do it. But you had to. But you made sure that Bubakar knew. Yeah, you have to give it to him. Uh, it's my turn. It's big your Mood turn. Award. Study Big Mood Award. First nomination is Virgil van Dijk's penalty against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. Yes. Stare down. Kepa standing the same side that van Dijk put it. Yeah. Wow. The closest I've seen to someone being posterized from the penalty spot. Yes. <laughs> oh, you, you say that, but Unai Simone getting penenkered by 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 um Hakimi. Hakimi by Hakimi. And then with the duck that uh, the yeah, penguin yeah. dance as well. That, Actually, that, do you know what we should have put in the existential moment of the year ward, uh Kepa's penalty from this game could have been in there. Because was that amazing there was that amazing footage that someone uploaded online when they were filming the Liverpool fans but not the penalty. And you see the Liverpool fans start celebrating all of a sudden in the top left-hand corner, you see Kepa's ball. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, so it, yeah, Virgil van Dijk's penalty and the stare down. Uh, the second nominee is Messi sleeping with the World Cup. Iconic. What a major part of the ending chapter of an amazing story. Yeah. Next nominee, Ada Hagerberg having a meal with the Champions League trophy. After yeah, winging just it back after the injuries, after Barcelona being tipped to be the best, building the di- a dynasty to rival that of Leon's, and Leon, Leon were just like, sit down. <laughs> Love to see it. Took the Champions League back. Um, we mentioned it on the previous show, but Jill Scott's fuck off, you fucking prick. <laughs> Such anger. Such anger. Such it anger. Was, it was. It was anything that makes it onto a t-shirt. I think is a mood. I absolutely, absolutely yeah. mood. Um, but the winner it can only be one winner and it's just I think to be honest the moment could go the whole moment of the mood could extend from the minute the final whistle went to maybe like four or five days afterwards 
when the merch started coming out. It's Don Carlo. Yes, it is. After the Champions League final, on the bus, with the sunglasses and the cigar. It could only be one. It could only be one. By so far, it's it's the the big mood. It's incredible, actually. Not that anyone votes for these, but this was a unanimous vote. Yes, it was. A unanimous (laughs) of of two. (laughs) (laughs) 100% of the voting. Um, We love Carlo Ancelotti on this podcast. And... We were just so, so happy for him to go back and win that Champions League. Obviously it was, you know, Liverpool were pushing for a quadruple and it wouldn't have been, it would have been an amazing thing because the amount of finals that Liverpool have been to over the last few years is just unbelievable. But for Carlo to win that and to go all the way through that tournament very, very quietly in a way, whilst being very loud because they had comebacks and they had Mm. big moments, but no one really expected them to win it. I keep talking about the Tony Cruz video, the Amazon Prime thing. Is it Amazon Prime he did? It was in German, right? I think. Yeah. When he talks about Ancelotti's game management and how incredible that was and how understated that was and the way that Ancelotti just trusts his players to find solutions and the way he just talks about absorbing pressure for so long and just understanding every minute of a knockout game like almost no other coach has ever coached Champions League. I mean, he's, what, he's won it four times? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's amazing. He's amazing. Congrats, Don Carlo. Yeah, yeah. And the memes and the merch that you You spawned created. after that. Yeah, yep, you yep. spawned after that. Incredible. You're up, Musa Gonga. Yes, listen, this is the Stadio Prop Joe Award. So for those who don't know what this is, so <laughs> Prop Joe is a ca- Proposition Joe is a character from a TV series you both love called The Wire. And the reason why Prop Joe is so well known, The Wire is a uh, TV series that looks at Baltimore, crime, society, and all the rest of it. And Prop Joe is an individual who basically is always trying to cut deals, trying to elevate himself and his people, but mostly himself. Um, And the reason we're having this Prop Joe award is because in football, it's full of a lot of people (laughs) who cut outrageous deals to get themselves into situations and scrapes they really should not be in. Or they're in positions where we think they must have cut outrageous deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they look from the outside to be let's be honest, slightly in over their heads. So, <laughs> really? What are you doing there? So, the nominees for the Stadio Prop Joe Award. The first nominee is Phil Neville. Again? For somehow getting the rumour out there that he would be coaching Messi into Miami. <laughs> the audacity. The, you know what? The truth is, we needed another nominee and we were like, we've got to put Phil Neville in. We have to because people were like, that could really happen. And it was a story okay. that actually... It's a, story that, it's a story that journalists who, journalists of repute were putting that out there. Mm-hmm. So it was something that, oh, this is some heat behind this. So yeah. I mean, there may have been, a, there may have been a genuine link there. We have no idea. But I, I think that, as we'll discuss later in the show, like the form that Messi has been in over the last year and a half has been pretty amazing. And he is definitely not at that stage of his career. No offense to MLS, because I think the standard is getting better. We've talked about that a lot on the show. But I don't think Messi's there yet. I mean, he's the best player in the world at the age of 35. You know, that's, that, that's what that is. Yeah. Uh, the, the second nominee for the Prop Joe Award is Chelsea's Todd Bowley appointing himself <laughs> sporting director <laughs> and starting, starting a WhatsApp group with Thomas Tuchel to be taught about football. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been added to a WhatsApp group at some point when we're like, oh, this is getting muted straight away. Listen, no mockery, no hate of Todd Bowley being no. of Chelsea. Not at all. But appointing yourself sporting director. This is big, my, like my Edgar Davids at Barnet Energy. Oh my God. Honestly. <laughs> we know, look, we know Chelsea's recruitment has been chaotic at times. We know that. 
But listen, it's... Whew. They've made some smart appointments since, though. And I think that that's going to change. They have, but, they have. But that role in particular, that, that glow up, that, that's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, uh, that was the, as soon as he announced himself as sporting director, Tuchel was going to bounce. <laughs> Tuchel was just like, nah. no. No, 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 no. Absolutely. So that, that's the, um, I mean, those, those, those are the nominees, but the winner of the Prop Joe oh, Award. And they could only by be spectac- one winner. By spectacular distance. Again, unanimous in the vote. <laughs> it's Salt Bay getting on the pitch after the World Cup final and not, o- not only grasping the trophy itself, but pouring repeatedly at Leo Messi for a selfie. <laughs> that Unbelievable. Shocking. Sh- shocking. Utterly, it is shocking. Shock. It's shocking. Taking, was it taking the trophy away from, I can't remember whose kid it was, but going like, no, 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 I'm going to hold it. Given, literally, literally told like a four-year-old, I'm the captain now. It was more shocking than watching a Roman Catholic storm into the Vatican and try to peel the gold <laughs> off, <laughs> off some of the trappings. It was that absurd. It was like, this is a, this is a sacrilege. It's a desecration. Salt bait clutching the World Cup more tightly than Angel Di Maria in one of the pictures. Clutching. I mean, Di Maria, I has, I, one, Di Maria I, has one hand and Salt Bay has two hands around the base. And I'm like, this yeah. is extraordinary. I thought that Sandro Martinez was going to deck him at one point. I mean, it was so bad. There's actually an investigation to something at FIFA. Yeah. And you know it's going to... <laughs> if FIFA launched an investigation to anything, it's going yeah, to be Yeah, but this, is, this, is, this, this all goes... Not when to go too serious because we like to keep the stadios like yeah. really, really fun. But this... This is such a perfect metaphor in a way of where FIFA are at and what and what kind of president Gianni Infantino is. Yeah. A guy that who, whose restaurant he has regularly fre- uh, frequented over the last few years and who he likes being seen to be around. Like it's all over the place. Like him there with, you know, Salt Bay doing the whole like weird meat cutting thing. Mm. It's on Infantino there. So well, like, of course, the, of course he loves invest- Salt Bay because they're the same person. They both insert themselves, yeah. He inserts himself into places and scenes he should not be in. And now FIFA's going, oh, he shouldn't. FIFA actually came out and admitted he should not have been on the pitch. Yeah. Do you understand how big that is for them to come public and say yeah. that? That's a big deal, actually. My, uh, my other New Year's resolution for, well, it's not really a re- resolution, but it's a, it's a wish for 2023 is that Infantino goes... I was going to say this, actually. It's funny. God, you got there ahead of me. I was going to say, look out for the internal coup against that man. For the coup, yeah. Well, internal. Look out for the coup against that man because he made a lot of enemies with that stunt. Yeah. It's ironic, of course. It would be so FIFA for this to be the thing that loses him his job and not everything yeah, else he's done. Yeah, it's like getting Capone on tax charges, right? But there's something very interesting about the fact because that, that sounds like the kind of thing that created... I mean, it says in the, there's a Guardian report on this. The trophy is only supposed to be touched or held by a select group of people, including tournament winners and FIFA officials. Yeah. They desecrated the World Cup. And it's actually- I mean, I wrote, this is the thing, I think, yeah. to be honest, there was, a, there was a big thing about this World Cup, which if you think about it, I didn't realise it at the time, and I probably should have said it in, the, in, our, in our epilogue episode that we did. Hmm. But the World Cup got disrespected by the very people who were in charge of it this time around, more so than probably any, anyone I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah. It didn't really dawn on me at the time, but I think in the aftermath of it, all it has been. Absolutely right. And, and but yeah. you think about the Salt Bay thing, like they can't unsee that. Those photos yeah. are around the world now. That's now become a joke, a meme. And the thing about this is so incredible, actually, 
there's a lot of talk about like metaphors and there was a lot of talk about the cloak Messi wore as a metaphor. It wasn't, it was like traditional Arabian clothing. Like it's not, these are not the droids we're looking for. But if you really want a metaphor, it was Salt Bay clutching the trophy, yep. actually. So yeah, by far the prop Joe, by far in a way the, the most popular winner of that award. Gigantic congratulations to Salt Bay. Salt Bay, yeah, for, absolutely. For winning the 2022 Prop Joe Stadio Award. Yes, yes. The next up, this is, uh, this is you announcing this one. Ah, the Ballon Drip. The yeah, return the Ballon Drip. of the Ballon Drip. That's D apostrophe rip. Return of the Drip. This, this was the last minute. This was the last minute re-inclusion, let's say, because it yes, yes. didn't feature last year. And there's only really one, one winner, but we're gonna, we've got two other nominees. So first of all, Leah Williamson gets nomination because her off-pitch drip game, extremely strong. Yes. Uh, I'm going to throw in just another Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Tom Davies joint nomination because they should be in there every year because they just, Absolutely they just right. don't care. Yeah. The entire Gotham FC roster <laughs> gets a nomination because their pre-match drip, like a rival game, that's next level. Next level. Yeah, so good. So good. Actually, speaking of drip, did you see... Jokic the other day when he dropped yes. that like afterwards and he's just like I turn up in a suit because I mean business I, I mean business guys dress, whoa, whoa. I'm here to do business and I'm like whoa <laughs> yeah they, he, and I thought to myself whoa you don't talk that much yeah where's that good, come man. from this is a guy doesn't good. talk about but the winner I think an apt winner of this year's Ballon Drip yeah it had to be is Kareem Benzema channeling Tupac at the Ballon d'Or ceremony <laughs> Because <laughs> Benzema has come full circle, but he's brought the meme full circle. Actually, he really. But has. that's the thing; it was a very, it was, a, it was the right moment to drop that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, it was funny because when he was dressing like that, I was like, "It's such a specific form of clothing." I'm like, almost not what is that referencing, but where is that style from? And Benzema, I think, is the footballer who is. He's, he's a footballer who makes music videos about his career, but it's not weird because he's actually living it. And it's weird because you have like, you know, we've all seen rappers basically like do music videos where they rent the stuff in the video. But Benzema owns the stuff and like makes videos about the stuff, but doesn't get distracted by the stuff, which is weird because most people that do that, most footballers have ever done that whole mm. like, I've got rap aesthetics. They kind of like can't carry it, but Benzema gets better, which is weird. Mm. Like, you shouldn't have the time to do that and be good at that. Like, and I don't mean the time to film stuff. I mean the, the, the mental space yeah. to floss that much and still do it, which is very unusual for a footballer, actually. It's, it's basketball, people floss all the time and it's part of the aesthetic. Yeah, they also get four months not, off, though. This is true. This is true. No, five, really. So when's Benzema even filming this stuff? Listen, it must be shout like out to Benzema's crew. drone operator. That's yeah, what I yeah, say. That, that, yeah, listen. Shout out to the, Benzema's creative team. The devil works hard. The devil works hard, but Benzema's drone operator works harder. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Kareem, in the year that he finally got his hands on a Ballon d'Or, I'm sure he will be even... Ironically, actually, he's probably the only person who could win the Ballon d'Or and be more hyped about winning the Ballon Drip. Do you know what, actually, weirdly enough... No, I, think, <laughs> I think he will be. Congratulations <laughs> to Kareem Benzema on winning the 2022 Stadio Ballon Drip Award. Yes, yes, congratulations. I think we should take a break and then come back with the goal of the year. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. 
I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, man, you're up. Oh my goodness. The nominees for the Stadio Goal of the Year, one of the most prestigious awards. Do you want to hand with some of these nominees? Because some of these are, they're, they're a lot. It's a bangers. No, I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm, no. Okay. Well, as long as you let me talk about them, because I want to talk about yeah. them. Okay, let's go. So, <laughs> uh, so how about you ad lib? Uh, uh, I'll say them. I'll say, I'll say something and I'll okay. pause and you can be like, uh, yeah. Pedri against Sevilla. Shimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> Vinicius Junior. Down. Vinicius Junior against Man City. Oh, Fernandinho nutmeg. Ooh. Listen, put that man in a rocking chair. Fernandinho, <laughs> that was, I think Fernandinho was just like, yeah, yeah, this is my last season. I'm playing right back and Vinicius Jr. has just put it through my legs and run down the line. Well, he didn't even put it through his legs, really. It was like a a dummy, wasn't it? (laughs) He looked like Odin on the clifftop, ready to just like leave, leave the mortal realm. (laughs) Mudrick against Celtic for Shakhtar. Wow. My guy put his speed skates on. This could have been an angry goal, actually. Do you know what? If anger is defined by the speed of a counterattack, mm. then this goal was... It was ferocious. <clears throat> this goal was ferocious. It was furious. Mm. It, was de- it was fast. It was definitely furious. Tielemans, Yuri Tielemans against Kate Kopik, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, every goal that Tielemans has scored this season. Bangers or, like, bangers. Year, sorry. Listen, Almiron against Fulham. It has to be. <laughs> has to be. <laughs> oh my... Almiron just been cooking all year, but this is probably the pick of the pack. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri Payet against Pauk. This had big Lothar Mateus energy because he ripped this thing. Mm. This, is, this is a strong, strong shot. Messi against Mexico. So good. The timing, the quality of the strike, the control. It's weird because I, I thought the pass actually to Messi from Di Maria was really good, but Di Maria yeah. himself hated it. And then Messi just takes control of that and just rips it in the corner. Power placement. Alessio Russo against Sweden. Oh, the back heel that broke Flo Lord Hughes. That broke the internet. I mean, really, like the improv of the finish is like, 
it's everything about this goal is just like it's magical, and it's it was so good. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. It's like um, I'm throwing another one as well because we didn't put it in there. But yeah, Caroline Weir's Caroline Weir recreating the chip against Man United. Oh my god, you have to. You have to put that in. You have to put that in. Yeah, because I think it's more difficult second time round because people are it expecting is. it. Because you knew what this was. Mm. You knew what this was. Yeah, Caroline Weir, Di Maria scoring Argentina's second in the World Cup final with yeah, it's got to go in a stunning counterattack. But Argentina's footballer just peaks. Mm. Um, were, just to, just before you move on, there were a couple yeah. of Victor Osimhen goals who could have gone could have gone in here as well. We just threw Definitely. there was literally this section could have been about fifty goals long. To be honest, it could have been like five. This could have been five Napoli goals in here. Yeah, um, Giroud's winner against Spezia, taking his shirt off, getting a second yellow, <laughs> last minute just, winner. Just oh, there's something so Giroud about this goal because the yeah. goal was fucking amazing. Eighty eighth minute, 89th minute. And then he takes his shirt off, you know, he's, the man's got a chiseled torso and then the ref comes over and is like, I don't care how handsome you are, yellow card. <laughs> this was beautiful Maybe because- Maybe being so handsome. This goal was great because not only of the goal, but the experience around it, what it generated. Yeah. It gave everyone yeah. all the content they wanted. Sam Kerr's outrageous strike against Manchester United to win the league. Yep. The chest, the just, volley. Oh, which just came went, from came from the Man United playing the ball out, and it was also crescendo. This because like the title race, all of this, Sam Kerr getting criticism in the previous year for some finishing issues, all the rest of that, and just putting all of that to bed and being like, mm. "That's not even a thing at this point." I'm decisive when it matters, and not just decisive, but like again, scoring goals. That it's one thing to score decisive goals; it's another thing to score decisive goals that no one else in the league realistically could score at that moment. So yeah, Sam Kerr, Claudio Pina's goal against Bayern. The counter-attack. Wow, wow. Not counter-attack, build-up. No, it's more like building from the back, really. The passing, the touch, the movement. And then she gets it on the edge of the box. And it's, again, it's a crescendo. The ball, it's building, building. And you're expecting it to go like one more touch into the box. And she's like, no, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up here. It was like watching. There's a, there's a, there's a three-pointer that Kyrie Irving scores against Milwaukee, actually, very recently, where he uh, steals the ball, I think, off Yanis, has a possession, and he runs down court and he pulls up instead of just going for the layup. He pulls up for three and just drops it and the crowd just explodes and the, the, the arena goes wild. This is it. This is based like a pull up three. Claudia Pina gets the ball in space, looks up edge of the box. The passing sequence that's led to that goal already is spectacular. It's like the, until that point she receives the ball, it's already in top 20 goals of the season and the finish she produces next makes it arguably the goal of the year. Pulls up, looks up and then Top. Honestly, this just, could have been if it's unreal, Ryan. If it finish. wasn't for the goal that won it, because of the circumstances that it won it in, this is this would have been the goal of the year, I think, because yeah. there is just uh, there isn't really a goal like it. I don't think this year because you have the intricate passing in the back that in the in the like the first the defensive third from Barca. Yeah. They play one touch, they get out, and then and they the break. the halfway line, the way that one switch on the halfway yeah. that opens everything up is So it unreal. actually goes from being a possession-based goal to a, to a counter-attack goal to a long-distance goal. It's, the closest it's thing to really it is actually the Di Maria goal. goal. The closest Maybe. thing to it is the Di But the only reason why this is better is because it would, be an, it would have been if like, it would have been if like McAllister had squared it back across the box and Di Maria had been running onto it 20 yards out, one-on-one, on one, yeah. and just ripped it. That's the yeah. only thing. This is why the Pina goal is even better because of like, obviously Debrius is in the final, but the way that Pina scores at a technical level to rip it from there. And it's so good that it is maybe the second best goal of the year. I think alongside Messi. It's my favourite goal I, of the year. 
I would put this. it joint second alongside the Messi goal. Yeah. But the goal that wins, the winner, oh. is Amon Dean's stone cold banger for Leon against Barcelona in the Women's in the Champions, Champions League, League final. final. In wow. the opening stages. And there's a reason for this because not only is it an absolute bad, bad, badass goal, but it's so symbolic in the destination. And like, it deter- I think it determines the final because it's early stages of the game. Barcelona, as we mentioned earlier, they're, they're looking for this dynasty that Leon have, have had. Barcelona disrupted that and they ended that like, Leon's run. And there's been a lot of talk about Barcelona in the last couple of years. And you know that Leon have been listening to all of it. And you know it's deep about this goal because this, this goal is layers of disrespect because Amandine Henri's fallen out with the coach of the France yeah. national side. So she's disrespected, disregarded, okay? Could so have gone an angry goal. It's very rarely that you will see a footballer that disrespected at club and uh, international level arrive in possession on the edge of the box in a situation like that. And we all know what happened next. One of the greatest strikes you've seen in the European final. And there are some goals where a goal is scored. We said this before, a goal is worth, is worth more than yeah. a goal because it sets the tone. This goal was demoralizing. This goal yeah. was demoralizing, actually. Because it involved, I think Patelis was in the mix, wasn't it? I think at this yeah, point. Got, got, dispo- dispo- yeah. got dispossessed for it or got pressed for it. Henri emerges onto it and then rips it. Just this, yeah, this is, this, is, this is the one. Scoring a goal like that in a final is just... Listen, to quote, to honesty, quote, to quote Stringer Bell in the Wire, <laughs> I want to put the word out there that we back up. And the great thing about this, the Stadio Goal of the Year award is that it's never for just the quote-unquote best goal. Right. It's like the four elements of hip-hop. There's like the, the elements that go into the great goal, like the timing, the quality, the meaning, the depth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone, was, will, have was, their yeah. Own, yeah. everyone will have their own favourites. And that's the, the thing. Like, I think actually for me, like I said, personally, my favourite goal of the year was the Claudio Pina goal because it was just, like I said, it was just like no other goal I've really seen. Mm. But going, looking through a load of goals for this, for this award, and thanks to everyone as well who submitted their own because we, we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss any, so we asked people on Twitter. Some of the goals this season, uh, sorry, I keep saying this season, this year, mm. absolutely incredible. Men's game, women's game, no matter what league it was, no matter what level it was, just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many goals. There's the, I mean, not to sort of throw too many, but the one that like, um, that Valverde gets in the counter against Celtic, it's just unreal when they play out of the gap and Modric pops it over the top from three yeah. players pressing him and all of a sudden they're breaking. Like all of, the, this is the ton of goals that were just like, Richarlison. Richarlison oh, gets Rekiri Republic. I mean, just, oh my God, Richarlison against everyone. I mean, everyone. we didn't even talk about like Ella Toon in the Euros. Oh my God. Gary uh, <laughs> Walsh was just like, I just heard a little Wigan accent screaming for <laughs> that <ball> is, through. <laughs> That's a big mood. That's that a big, big mood. mood. Yeah. <laughs> she had a little wigged accent calling for it so I put the ball through just so fucking so good funny you just can't mess with the north man absolutely not no uh, anyway yes yes congratulations to Amandine Henri for the Stadio goal of the year 2022 huge congratulations thoroughly deserved and it listen man that was absolutely pivotal in the destination of that Champions League really was and actually since we're talking of like goals the first off quality perfect segue for the next uh, award, oh. so. yeah yeah the angry goal of the year. Yes, yes. The angry goal of the year. The angry goal of the year. So, there's a couple of... How do we define couple, the angry goal of the year? Just So, the, the angry uh, goal the of the year is... So, we came up with this term angry goal after... Viv Miedema scored a goal a couple of years ago. And we were just like, that was an angry goal. 
I mean, technically, every kind of goal stuck. she scores is an angry goal, but true. Yeah. And it's just there's there's like there are certain goals that just they're just presented with a little bit more extra bite. Yeah, you know, for example, Son's volley against Frankfurt, Eintracht Frankfurt, big moment, big yes. volley, and straight at the keeper, yeah, but just over the, over his head. Van Dijk's penalty against Chelsea, weirdly, even though it was a penalty, you could put it down as an angry goal. Yes, it's not just a goal; it's it's a goal that is presented with a little bit more additional spice. Yeah. Again, every single Gabriel Batistuta goal. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Someone who's Goals basically, the definition yeah. is when a ball has been hit with sufficient venom to almost burst it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a long distance goal. And no. often than not, angry goals are like, not long distance. Yeah. But one that was, was uh, Mateus Nunes against Rio Ave, which was just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and to very recent one, I think it was an angry goal basically because of the audacity to hit it from yes, when yes. he did, but Gonzalo Ramos's first against Switzerland, I think is an angry goal. Against a shot stop of that quality. Yeah. I think it's an angry goal. I completely agree. Jill roared in the final against Turbina Potsdam. Not oh an God. amazing goal, but Jill just looked really, really pissed off about it. She put and some hot sauce this, on that. Yeah, yeah, she was just very like, she was celebrating in a very, she was just like, fucking <sighs> But it was, the thing was, it was the third goal. They were three 0 They put them three 0 up. So I was yeah, like, "No, but Ryan, about Jill." Wolfsburg were on one. No, yeah, don't even were. say they were on one last year. They were on one, yeah, yeah, they were ferocious, man. This was very nearly the winner. Kudos against Liverpool. Going in off the bar just makes it a little bit more angry. Yes, because you ping, you can hear it go off the bar. Yeah, because it's almost like because you get the you get the mic picking up the strike of the bar. Yeah. Well, first of all, the strike of the ball, the strike of the bar, and usually if it bounces down, when it bounces down into the goal, and it's almost like the crack of, the, like the flash of lightning, the crack of thunder. Yes, yes. It's just like, ah. And then you've got the eruption of the crowd. This was a big goal. Yeah, it's huge. Actually, one of my, one of my favourites in this season so far. But the angry goal of the year, and the reason it is the angry goal of the year is that because it came at a point when we felt like this player's rep had started to be appreciated a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. And... It came on a, on a, he was on a bit of a tear at this yeah. point. It felt like we were talking about him every week. He elevated. It's Fede Valverde's goal against Mallorca. Yes, absolutely. Because it's a bit of a, I'm going to go past this play, I'm going to go past this play. And do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm not even going to bother with the rest of you. I'm just going to smash it in from outside the box. So the way Mallorca were defending in that game as well were really, really strong, really yeah, intense. Yeah, they were really good. They were really good. And then like, he was like, man, screw this. And it was really funny, this goal as well. <laughs> it was like watching... It's like watching a bank robber movie where you have yeah. someone trying to crack the safe and he's there with his like drills and his keys and then some guy just walks and says, man, screw this. It just kicks the safe, don't In worry. In the stoppage, they were 1-0 right, down as well, Real Madrid. They'd gone 1-0 down and this was in the, like, the third minute of stoppage time at the end of the first half. So it was just like, right. Do you, remember when Buka- Do you know what? A proto-angry goal was Bakari Sanya's header against Spurs when Arsenal were 2-0 down. Yes. And it was just the, the, the bullet header in the, and he got like, damn it. get the ball, like get the ball and get back in. Like, what the hell are you doing? That's, that's like the kind of like, why the hell are we one nil down to Mallorca at home? Right, right. It was exactly that. Give me the ball. I'm going to smash it in after going past a few players. We're going into halftime. We're going to win this game. And they end up winning the game 4-1. They cruise the second half. Yeah. I think they sent on Modric and just that was the end of yeah, it. it I mean, done. and just, he just hit that at the speed of light. Yeah. Lord. Yeah, that was a hell of a strike. So yeah, that's definitely the winner. Congratulations, Fede. And also just coming in a season where he has gone. Yeah, he's elevated. Yeah. 
Tony Crowe's tweeted sure. it, I think top three, top three selected. But yeah, um, so that's the end goal of the year. And without further ado, we bounce on, we bounce on to one of the most prestigious awards, Stadio Team of the Year. Whew, the nominees here. Okay, so in no particular order. Senegal men's getting it done, winning AFCON. Just extraordinary to seal an incredible rise for that side. Uh, and the great work that was started in 2002. Ali says a player. Ali says a manager returning and coming back and doing work. Barcelona for Maine, still in the mix. Didn't win in the Champions League final, but set the standard throughout the season and became the standard that Lyon had to beat. So shout out to them. Real Madrid men for winning the La Liga trophy, but also going on in probable, almost, dare I say, romantic Champions League run. Comeback after comeback, win the Champions League there. Argentina men for winning the World Cup in a style befitting the great Diego Armando Maradona, but even more importantly, a style suiting Leo Messi, um, who takes his place in the Pantheon. South Africa women for winning the women's AFCON in hostile circumstances and celebrating an empty stadium. Incredible, incredible scenes to go there and do that with the, with what that team's been through on and off the field. In Morocco? In Morocco. In Morocco. In Against that, a good Morocco side. With an incredible, incredible crowd, full sellout crowd, incredible football culture in Morocco, obviously, and withstanding all of that. Good year and, for Moroccan football, actually, like international level. A great year for them, but yeah. just on South Africa, like what they've been through, not only as footballers to get to that point, but like Yudi Similani, the great South African footballer, uh, an activist who was murdered, like, mm. and thinking back to her when they won that title, I was just like, wow, like, this is, she's an ancestor for this team. Yeah. And the way they went and got it done, they got it done with all the courage that their, their footballing ancestors played with. So congratulations to them, a huge, huge victory. And maybe just the hope that in future, it's easier to watch those games or their broadcast with more, um, more profile because that was just a great tournament. I mean, you could throw in Leon women you, as well. You could. Regaining the Champions League. I could, but in terms of, and this is sounding controversial because I saw them in there, but I thought, you know what? Barcelona still set the standard. It's sounding a bit harsh of me to say this, but Barcelona became the team that everyone had to beat. Yeah. And I think to be honest, I th- I think, for example, if Barcelona hadn't been beaten at that point, then maybe they would be in there, which sounds really like, what what more do you need to do? But we went to the Wolfsburg game, don't we, the second leg? Yeah. And we saw how Wolfsburg played them. And we said at the time, they can be got at. And if they do this, and I think that that kind of set the tone for how Leon were going to play them in that final. And that's right. And that's right. But they could be. Come on, let's get real. There could be like 15 teams in this. So let's put Leon Leon women in there as well. Yeah, why not? Let's put them all in. Everyone, do you know what? Listen, every other nominee on. is every other team that did well this year. Come Absolutely. on, everyone, just come yeah, in. Hey, there it's, like, it's like the end of like, I don't know, if it was like the end of like the Sesame Street. It's, 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 it's like, everyone come in. Yeah, come on, let's go. Let's like, I'm like one going, what, you want more? You want more? You want more? <laughs> I'm just dancing. It's like, come on, everyone, it's Christmas. Come in. Well, it's not Christmas anymore by the time you hear this. It's the end Listen, of the year. There's place for everyone in the winner's enclosure, but there's place for only one atop the winner's podium. And this is England women's gotta be they are the winner the stadio team of the year because of what they did this summer and how they did it what they did and under that pressure host nation year after the men's team loses in the final big big pressure growing audiences um obviously the the sellout sellout crowds at the games but growing audiences on tv and bit by bit nation's imagination gets captured Difficult time for England as a nation, politically, we know that, socially, 
and something that really provided some much needed joy. And it was the way that England won it. Mm. Contributions from all the big players on and off the bench. You've got the old guard like Ellen White coming in and doing sterling jobs, holding the post-up play. You've got Alessia Russo coming through, Ella Toon, Kira Walsh quietly just balling out. Fran Kirby with an unbelievable, like the magician. The, the, the time that she's had before that. With Frank that Kirby, the magician. Oh, honestly. Goodness me. So just top to bottom, Serena Wiegmann just coaching spectacular fashion, just bringing that calm to all the proceedings. Leah Williamson just spraying those passes from flank to flank, Millie Bright. Like this really is like a victory that, um, you know, had the Bennett like Beckham movie, obviously. And this almost was the fruition of that in terms of like, it was the realization of that dream or that ideal where Bennett like Beckham, the whole, the whole point of that really is like, you've got to go abroad Mm. as a woman to have a career as an English woman to have a career in football. And actually it's still difficult to make a career, but it's much more possible now than it was then. Mm. And it will be even more possible in the years to come because of this group of players. And that's why they have to be the team of the year. I think that's the major thing as well. Not only what they did on the pitch, but just how they, yeah, they've, they've changed the game like yes. for, for women's football in England. Yes. And I think to have that much impact as well as winning the tournament, just, yeah, yeah nothing unreal. but props. We love to see it. Congrats, England women's national team. Absolutely. Oh, it's my turn. It is your turn. Coach of the year. Yes, yes. Oof. What a one. category this is. Yeah, there was a, there have been a couple of, uh, I've seen a couple of sneaky Okwonga editions in here. Ha, 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 ha. Listen. Not going to lie. <laughs> the Bundesliga tax. <laughs> and everyone thought it was the Hundesliga. <laughs> it's the Aquangus Liga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Coach of the Year 2022. Christian Strike gets in there because taking Freiburg to their first ever Pokal finale, taking them into Europe. And remember, they were in the Champions League spots for a while. Yeah. You're also riding high in the Bundesliga for this season and just, yeah, just one of the best. He's one of the best around. Goes without saying. Emma Hayes for another amazing year winning the league with Chelsea and obviously going through what she had to go through recently with her surgery and taking time out and just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Incredible year. I think could have done better in the Champions League. We know yes. that last season and I think sure. that's a, one reason why we thought about maybe not including her but I think that she just still, I think for the Women's Super League, and, and you know, there, there are other, there are other leagues, we know that, but I think for, for the Women's Super League she definitely sets the, I think that's right, sets the, the standard. Buzz Fischer for taking Union into the Europa League. And for having them lead the Bundesliga for a substantial period. Union are playing against Ajax. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, Serena Wiegmann for the reasons that we've explained before with England women and also just, I think, um, you know, uh, Gareth Southgate gets a lot of praise for being this kind of like states person like figure at the head of the the men's team. But I think considering obviously she's Dutch, I think Serena has Serena just understands what what is needed from an England manager. Totally. She seems to understand the players incredibly well. And just like there, have, there hasn't been anything that I've really seen or heard from her that's just made me think, hmm, hmm. Just everything is like, yeah, absolutely on point. 
and also we, I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. Transmitting, like I said before, incredible calm to the team. Yeah. And there's just always, always a sense that there's a plan. Yeah. Always a sense there's a plan. Yeah. Ali Cissé. Oh, without question. For winning. AFCON with Senegal. For taking him through to the knockout stages of the World Cup without Sadio Mane. Unbelievable coaching job. And, and actually coaching them with real credit and making them look really impressive and competitive in that first half in particular. And also just for rocking up to the World Cup in a tracksuit and a cap. Yes. My guy. <laughs> My guy. Amazing. And I, you know what I always, I always say about World Cups? I'm like, this is the World Cup. Why aren't you wearing a suit? Ali Cissé doesn't need to wear a suit. Exceptions for that guy, for yeah. sure, for sure. Ali Cissé can do whatever he wants. That's damn right. We love him. That's facts. However, the coach of the year, and it may seem like a bit of an obvious choice, and it may seem like a bit of recency bias, but it's worth remembering that this team were on a bit of a tear prior to a surprising loss, let's say. Mm. And a couple of key injuries and a good team, but I don't think maybe people on paper would have thought the best team. And also the level of disrespect that this manager received at the announcement. From legends. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, and the fact that it's a rookie job. Yeah. First senior gig. Lionel Scaloni yes. is the 2022 Stadio Coach of the Year. because. No question the pressure that was on that, that guy's shoulders, whether he would admitted it or not, imagine being the person who is essentially steering Lionel Messi's final World Cup. Right. It's a lot of pressure. It's huge. And he got very, few, very, very few decisions wrong. I cannot remember a major decision he got wrong, actually, this year. Not a major one. You think of the loss of big players, obviously, lost the cells, so we talked about that before. Uh, you see that the loss to Saudi Arabia, you might argue in the second half he made the wrong adjustments. You could say that. Uh, he didn't adjust right. Saudi also defended extremely well. The first half, they looked spectacular and they just failed to execute. And if you look round by round, I was having a chat with someone actually about this uh, last night and I was saying, it's funny because you could argue Messi was part of the match in all of the games in the World Cup. And you can argue that Scaloni in terms of his coaching tactical changes, was actually the most flexible, innovative. The man switched out his midfielders. Mm -hmm. He switched out his midfielders for Enzo, like Paredes, and brought in the young ones, like switched out Lotaro, brought in Alvarez. Like he was dynamic. Mm -hmm. He was brave. He went back five, went back four. He threw Di Maria up there in the mix. Like he, and he held Di Maria back for his fitness for the final, which was a brilliant masterstroke. I don't actually think that Di Maria playing on the left in the final was a big masterstroke. I thought it was gutsy to, I thought what was the masterstroke was actually keeping his powder dry mm. and allowing him to return to full fitness. I thought it was really brave because the semi against Croatia is the kind of game you need a game breaker like that. Um, so yeah, he was brave. Scaloni, he was patient. But the thing I love most about him, Ryan, is the space he gave his players. That beautiful thing at the end of quite a few games you saw in the World Cup where he would wait for Messi to come to him instead of running and like pouring at him and would like just, you know, there, there are a lot of people we've seen, not to name names, there's been national team managers who've managed star players who've been like too chummy and too forward. 
but the way that he allowed Messi sort of room to breathe and the way he trusted his players. Mm. You know, we mentioned Lautaro didn't have the best World Cup, trusting him with the fifth penalty. Trusting Never threw him, him under the bus. Never like. did. Incredible, Ryan. Mm. Like, and they will love him for that, actually, because they'll privately admit, yeah, coach, I was struggling. You know, some of those big players are a bit traumatized by big losses. Some like Dybala, for example, didn't feature mm. much. People don't remember that Dybala actually had a very difficult time for the national team. Yeah. And Scaloni understanding that because he obviously was around in 06. So he's seen all of it. Mm. So yeah, an incredible coach. And I, I get the impression, um, a very good human being as well. So yeah, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Lionel Scaloni. Oh, happy 2022, Stadio Coach of the Year. Yes, and we're coming now to the closing stretch. The final two awards. The final two awards, the most prestigious awards, the penultimate award, my goodness, um, to Stadio Player of the Year. The nominees, in no particular order, Bukayo Saka for Arsenal in England, a spectacular season, um, Arsenal being the front runners, and Bukayo really just coming to his own in terms of the maturity. Great and season also just season. And a wonderful, wonderful World Cup. Yep. A wonderful World Cup. If there were any remaining questions about this man's talent, this man's mentality, I'm not sure there were, but there are certainly none now. The bravery, earning the penalty against um, France, one of the few players at the World Cup to make Germany look merely mortal. And just an elite, an elite wide forward uh, and a brilliant player. So Bukayo Saka getting in there, a nomination for him. Also, Fede Valverde, we spoke about him, Agri-Gold of the Year, but also elevating himself to a point where he's now a top three centre midfielder in the world. And considering how many great centre midfielders are right now, that's a huge accolade. Yeah. Sadio Mane. Oh, Sadio Mane, but for an incredible save by Courtois in the Champions League final at 0-0, could have ended up the Ballon as the Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, That's how good he was this year. Um, the one that did win the Ballon d'Or, again nominated here, Karim Benzema. A spectacular season, even by his standards. This is a man who, when he played for Madrid about mid-career, actually wasn't the best finisher, would miss quite a few big chances. And this year, scored chances that weren't even chances. Yeah. Some of the goals this man scored, the header, there's a header against Chelsea from near the penalty spot on the run. That is as good a finish as I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So yeah, Karim Benzema's up in there in the mix. Luka Modric has to be. Probably. Midfield management of a supreme level to the point where I'm going to spend some of this Christmas period, I think, re-watching Luka Modric masterclasses. Dude, literally, what, is he 37? Literally every 37. other centre midfielder in the world is just like, why won't you die? It's a clinic. It's a, yeah, it's every, every week is a clinic from this man. Alexia Patelis. Oh, the only thing that stops I mean, this player is injury. The only well, thing that stops this her is, is injury. It, but That's still, it. She's, in the nominee, she's in the nominees. She yeah. hasn't played since the summer. Right. But she's in there. But she's, she's that, that good. good. She's that good. Yeah. So, <laughs> I always mention this stat about um, Reyes, um, Jose Antonio Reyes, rest in peace. When he left the Spanish League, the Premier League, and months after he'd left, he was still the most fouled player in La Liga. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for Telus. Like, yeah. we could maybe actually throw in Aitana Bonmati, who oh, is underrated in terms of like someone so who. Underrated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Someone who carried that midfield burden, the playmaking burden, just stepped in incredibly. So Bon Matty, just unbelievable. So maybe throw her in as well, to be honest, mm. while we're here. Beth Mead. Oh. Yeah. The I Beth, mean, Beth Mead, Mead revenge is definitely tour. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Beth Mead, just for the quality of the football throughout for Arsenal and for England. And just mm. 
there's a player actually who was always brilliant, but who really felt like raised their level. Yeah. Found an extra 20% where we didn't think there was um, another level. Lena Oberdorf. Yes. We have to, met, we, uh, Lena, we have to talk about this because Lena Oberdorf, Wolfsburg looked like they were teetering a bit in the domestic league. Bayern won the league over them. It felt like, you know, this could be the end of a cycle for Wolfsburg, a bit like the Lyon thing in France. And the way they came back, this is Alex Pop being out for large stretches. Payot was missing with injury and Oberdorf came in and took complete control. Yeah, young player this of the became, tournament in the Euros. In the Euros was outstanding. Played in almost like, played three different versions yeah. of central midfield in that tournament. Three different versions. Playmaking, sitting deep, box to box, did it all. Covered at one point, what, like half the pitch? Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable performer. Um, Lena Oberdorf in the mix, absolutely. Just want to throw in a couple of people. We had, you know, a lot of people who could have won this, but I think Mary Antoinette Kototo deserves a shout as well. Right, right. Caroline Graham Hansen, I think, deserves a shout as well. Uh, we mentioned Frank Kirby before, but obviously I think they're just, there are so many players who have had extremely strong years who could have gone in this. And I think actually maybe we're being slightly harsh on uh, Barcelona for Mani just because they lost that final. Yeah. Because a lot of players had incredible campaigns. And if we're being completely fair to them, they could have had like three or four in this category, to be honest. Yeah. Easily they could have done. Anything, in terms yeah. of the quality. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are, there are a lot of... I like Katota as a shout, considering how good France were in that whole mm. stretch. Um, mm. So yeah, that's a, that's a great shout. Um, but yeah, but the winner of this, the Stadio Player of the Year, has to be Leo there's Messi. A, there's only one, yeah. It has to be Leo Messi, just be. because... It has to be. Because that tournament, Ryan, I, I had a chat with someone, I was just literally saying, I think we're still understating how good he was in that World Cup. I think, if, <laughs> do you know what? I still think, I still think Leo Messi is actually underrated. He is underrated. He is because, Ryan, everyone knew he was coming in this game, in this World Cup, game after game. Argentina, Australia, everyone knew when Leo Messi gets the ball out on the right flank, it's trouble. Everyone in the stadium is ready for this man and they weren't ready. Argentina, Netherlands, everyone in the stadium is ready for that man and they weren't ready. Time after mm -hmm. time, from 20 yards, from close in, whether he's, a, he's finishing from close range, whether it's a penalty spot, crashing the box, it's, he had an underrated World Cup. Because, and the reason I say this is because if you look at the runs that the great players have been on, Zidane in 06, Zidane's run only started in the knockouts mm -hmm. against Spain. Baggio only started in the knockouts when he goes to the final in 94. He didn't complete that run. Maradona has the run in 86. Maradona's brilliant in the group stages too. It's probably the only direct comparison at this point. In every single match, pretty much, Leo Messi was lights out. With yeah. the exception of maybe the second half against Saudi, maybe the exception of that. But fundamentally, in almost every single game, he was the man of the match. I just think the thing with Lionel Messi is that if you don't, if you, if you have, I don't know. For example, you see a lot of like uh, the more kind of older, more like faux alpha male guys who are just a bit like, yeah, but like, you know, physique and hard work and power and blah, 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 and all this kind of shit. And that's, the, and they use it as things to knock Messi with and like his ability and what he can do while seemingly doing a little mm. I think it's I've got so an analogy. It's so beyond our, our level of comprehension. Yes, yes, yes. This is just intelligence on a supreme level. Do you know actually what I compare it to? So when Ernest Hemingway wrote uh, The Old Man and the Sea, he'd written all these novels and his whole thing was, Ernest Hemingway's whole thing is like short sentences, spare prose. It looks simple, but it's doing a lot, right? 
It looks very simple. It's prose that seems to walk everywhere and all of a sudden mm. it, it kills you. The Old Man in the Sea, Leo, you know, Hemingway, at the end of his uh, career, he drops that book and two years later, they're like, yeah, it's got to be a Nobel Prize. And actually this tournament was like Leo Messi's Old Man in the Sea. It's like short, simple, doesn't overexert himself, but when he has to be devastating, like long passages of play, he's walking, he's here, he's there. And then when Leo Messi locks in, Actually, what you see from this is this is how you play football. And I wonder if there's a generation of players, just how I was in the NBA, you have footballers, you have basketball players who are like jacking up three-point shots from 40 feet. I wonder if there's a generation of footballers inspired by Messi who walk around a lot more, actually. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying who are lazy in a kind of affected way, but as in like, we're actually moving too much. Use your energy more. Yeah, the more, box, the box smartly, thing. Yeah. yeah, because here's the thing as well about Leo Messi. Look at the length of this man's career. Look at the longevity. Look how few injuries he gets. And some might say, oh yeah, because Messi doesn't press, Messi's whatever. No, like to be a footballer that survives the 35 in this game, yeah. that is in really good physical conditions. Leo, Leo Messi was at one point, like Leo Messi's acceleration at one point was that of an NFL wide receiver, right? When Leo Messi was at peak speed, he was exceptional in, in terms of speed, acceleration. This man's physical conditioning actually is one that players will look at and be like, do you know what? If I do the whole box to box thing or hurdle into every challenge, I'm going to be done yeah. by like my late twenties. You and look at when what? he broke onto the scene, you look how much football he's played, how many serious injuries. He's right. Had. I was thinking this on the way back when I was just, for a guy this who gets morning. the shit kicked out of him. Right. His conditioning is really, really, really impressive. Yeah. And actually it's funny because the whole like walks everything where that can become a bit of a meme if we're not careful. But if you look at like Messi, Messi often doesn't score I think he, I don't know if he's ever scored in the first two minutes of a game. And a part of that is because he spends a lot of oh, time yeah. scanning. Like yeah, he spends, we talked about this before. He's, yeah, the first two minutes just watching everything. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's, figuring, he's figuring out the game, like where people are going, where they are, where I can find space. And he's, 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 I think people confuse that a lot of the time with just like not working. It's different. It's just working a different way. And I think yeah. it's just beyond a level of understanding for a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people just can't. Can I say for everyone um, listening, if any of you ever get a chance to watch Messi, uh, play live and good luck. I hope you do. If you get a chance to watch him play live, or if you get like a good view where you can sort of pan out and watch, watch not only him, but also watch what you might call his gravitational pull. Watch how many players he drags out of position. So you watch Messi, but also maybe watch like 30 hours on the pitch at the same time and see who's watching him and who's ready for him. Because I've always mentioned this, seeing Messi play live once when he gets the ball and 40 yards away, four defenders, panic mm. like a ripple of panic goes through four defenders yeah, it was like odd. watching a shark enter enter a stretch of water where the tuna are there and they're like oh my yeah. god <laughs> so yeah uh, that's um but yeah leo messi our player of the season um player of the year player of the year by a by a huge margin i would have to yeah. say just Congrats, because leo. yeah 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 i'm yeah. sure after all you've won this year this will mean the most can you imagine an instagram story <laughs> clutching his Leo Messi is just like, hey, Stadio, like, what is it? The thing in Bobos. Hey, give me that Bobo. <laughs> All right. So, the main award. It's down to you. Oh, my goodness. We come now at last. The great award of them all. It's time for the 2022 Catfish of the Year. <laughs> there are a lot of nominees. There could have been a lot more. We've whittled it down a little bit. And they're a little bit mischievous. Please. If anyone takes offence to someone or something being included in the Catfish of the Year nominees, 
it is not meant with any malice or seriousness. <laughs> little disclaimer at the top. <laughs> that would be ignored. You know, it that comes with love. <laughs> it comes with love. So, a couple of cheeky ones to start us. Muso Gwanga suggested this one, and I'm I'm on the fence about it. Atleti men mm. are the first nomination for Catfish of the Year because I would actually counter that Gwanga with no one knows what they are. That is true. Or what they have tried to be. How and can you be a catfish if you're not pretending to be a thing? Yes. If you do not openly state what you are or display what you are and then therefore do not live up to that expectation, then can you qualify for the Catfish of the Year award? That is actually true. Or <laughs> am I trying to apply far too much uh, intelligence to a very silly award? I think actually... You're right, because Atleti didn't say they were more than what they were. I mean, they were the champions in the league before. Mm-hmm. So you could argue they were on the run for something. They put a lot of money to Joao Felix. And there was always a thought that like, this is going to be the year he gets the keys to the team. And none of it happened. No. Nope. And like, some might say, oh, we came third. I was like, yeah, you came third. But like, you came third in La Liga. And you, were fur- you felt further away from winning the Champions League than you've been for a while. This was one of the first years I was like, oh, Atleti might not actually win the Champions League under Simeone. It's the first year I felt that since he's been there, actually. So this, anyway, is, why, this, is, why, this is why they got my shout, I have to say. I threw this in there just because I'm, I'm, this isn't a serious one. I'm going to take it straight out. But I was just like, mm, a Liverpool made a catfish. Oh my God. Ooh. It was a lot of quadruple talk. Oh my God. I'm only kidding. Of course they're not. Because... <laughs> But yeah, that's very funny. But I, I think... Incre- yeah, I had an incredible season. Yeah. Do you know what I think though? Instead of them, I think the Premier League could be a catfish. Really? Premier League, this season's Premier League season could be a catfish because how the fuck are Arsenal top of the league? You're all a bunch of catfish. That's me being an <laughs> Arsenal fan. Arsenal top of the league. Catfish. At Christmas, you're all bloody catfish. All that's the worst. All that's, the, that's the worst war cry ever. It's terrible. <laughs> you must be catfish if we're top. <laughs> you guys are so shit. We're top we're of top. the league. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. So there you go. I hope that. Uh, that, was, that evens God. out. Yeah, that's good. They're that's absolutely going to come from it. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I nah, literally I wrote an essay on how great Liverpool and Klopp were together. Please don't come for me. Don't worry. They, won't, they, they would have come for me if I'd done that because I've, yeah. got, I've got demonic energy, but you, yeah. you're a good you're Do you know who are going to come for us though? The Italian contingent, because Italy men are Italy men are absolutely in there for catfish in the year awards. Listen, winning the Euros, everything. All, what was going on? Can you imagine the record? Can, can I say this? Out of the record scratch moment, like months later against North Macedonia, the record scratch moment of like. You may be wondering how I got here. It's just like, like it's like Neymar looking, you know, when it zooms in on him at the, the Man United PSG like, game. It's just what, like, what, <gasps> what, 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 what? Oh, God. Anyway. But can I say this? Actually, at some point, you have to laugh. Yeah. You have Listen, to, football's just have, silly, have, isn't it? You have to laugh. It's ridiculous. It's if ridiculous. you can't laugh at yourself and the teams you support as well, you, you just, you've got to be able to do that to enjoy football. And if you can't laugh at yourselves, submit yourselves for Catfish of the Year and we can laugh. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway. But that's not the winner. It's not the winner. And this year, we've broke with tradition. We have. We have. We have had a strict policy at Stadio that an individual cannot be an actual catfish in a football sense. Yes, absolutely. An individual cannot receive the Catfish of the Year award. No individual has yet received a Catfish of the Year. 
But we were thinking about this year's awards and we thought, first of all, I genuinely think that this individual would love to be the first individual to win the Catfish of the Year award if they knew about it or cared about it. Right. And second of all, there is no one more deserving of this acclaim. They literally <laughs> told us, <laughs> told billions of people in the world, they told us they were one thing. They told us <laughs> they were many things. They told us that they cared about things, but then they showed that they didn't care about them at all. <laughs> the reason we don't give individual catfish awards is because we feel like it's a little bit harsh. However, mm. this year, do you know what? After this year, I don't fucking care anymore. The 2022 <laughs> catfish of the year is Gianni Infantino. <laughs> Catfish today, Ryan, today I, I, I feel like a scammer. This man, this man said, today I feel gay. Today I feel Qatari. Today I feel African. Today I feel Arab. African. Today I feel like a migrant worker. And then my guy, he like, he's like, seconds later, of course I'm not any of those things. I'm like, my guy. Catfish. You put that out. You're you already a catfish. Us, you literally just told us you're a catfish. It's already a meme. It's already a meme, my friend. Literally, the moment you say any of that. And he has to, he has to own it. He's catfishing us as someone that pretends to care about football, and he doesn't. And if his legacy is him and Salt Bay, if his legacy picture, put it this way, if someone said to you four years ago, when he was sitting between Ben Salman and Putin at the World Cup, that is not even the most, that's not the most damning photo that's going to be taken of this man. You'd be like, no, no, how could it get worse? And actually, he showed us that. Because mm. <laughs> him and Salt Bay ginning it up is even worse in context. Yeah. Yeah, it's even worse. I did not have way. that on my what we're going to talk about in the final Stadio of the Year episode bingo set. But there at it the is. To be honest, if this time last year you would have said to me, hey Ryan, you know what we're going to be doing this time next year? We're going to be talking about Gianni Infantino and Salt Bay after Salt Bay was holding the World Cup after Leo Messi had lifted it with Argentina. I'd have been like, do you know what? I'm going to call the ringer right now. I'm going to serve my notice and I'm fucking, I'm pivoting to golf because this is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. It's right. It's wild. It's wild. Infantino, I think the reason that he, he deserves the Catfish of the Year award is because he would actually be more palatable if he didn't constantly tell us all of the shit that he's not doing. Right. And we said this in the epilogue episode, like, if you want to use football as a, as a, as a, as a vehicle for change or as a vehicle to do good in this world, do it. Do it. Don't tell me you're going to do it and do the opposite because we're not stupid. Right. No one is that stupid. But to be honest, Infantino could have been in for the Prop Joe Award as well. Oh, for if sure. He'd been, if he had arrived at FIFA this year. For sure. Like, the way that that guy has kind of somehow finessed himself into this, like, football autocrat at the top of the tree. Yeah, it's such a damn indictment. It's a complete damning indictment on football as a whole. And, like, yeah. I don't want to get... This is, this is always a really silly topic. And we're going serious. And this but I think it deserves a little... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, but you know then what? again... This seriousness is the reason why we broke with tradition and as well as feeling gay and like a migrant worker and Arab, we hope today he feels like a pioneer because he is. He's the first fucking individual to win the Catfish of the Year award and he absolutely deserves it. And I hope actually when he sees those pictures with Salt Bay, what remaining bit of shame he has because actually, if he had no shame at all, he wouldn't have made that speech. I think that was an element of like him trying to 
you know, parallel park or reverse out of it. Yeah. I think there's, if he still, he still does have shame. And I hope when he looks at those pictures of sort big clutch in the world cup, because here's my hot take. I don't think, I don't think he thought it would go that bad. No, I don't either. I, I think he thought Salt Bay would go on the pitch and have a nice walk around. When I, I think when he sees Salt Bay pouring at Leo Messi for his attention, yeah. grabbing him when Leo Messi's turning away, clearly like, I don't like you. I know my mates like you. That's why yeah. I'm even looking at you. But That's I, not yeah. me, mate. That's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Infantino moves like a, moves like a dictator, lost control of his own tournament. Like, oh, yes. Absolutely. He absolutely deserves the catfish at the end. To be honest, I would rather we stop talking about him because it's making me a little bit... Oh, well, listen, listen. Imagine how he feels. Imagine how he feels. But yeah, but we had to say... No, we had to, I don't think he to, fucking cares, but... I think he does. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he makes a speech like that if he doesn't care. There were a few huge, gigantic capitulations this season. Everton, like I say, Everton could have been in there for not going down because they yeah. were promising so long to go down. And I, do you know what? I genuinely thought about awarding it to Everton just for the lols because usually yeah. Everton fans are like, oh my God, it's going to be us again. And actually, how funny would it have been if we'd just given it to Everton anyway because they didn't get relegated? Could have been Dortmund at one point, but I think the injury to Haller, the injury to Haller was so brutal that they were of the season. Also, well, it's expected with Dortmund. And I think, I think, I think expectations with Dortmund were lower yeah. just for, for good reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's further that's Infantino, to be honest. Me too. So yeah. Congratulations, Gianni. You deserve Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as do all our note, winners. As do all our winners. Do you know what? Catfish of the Year Award, all the Stadio listeners. Listen, I know we don't name individual standard listeners or catfish, but some of you, all of you, <laughs> why are you still here? The fact that all of you are still here proves that you are catfish. <laughs> Honestly, can I say, yeah, also like, um, yeah, joking aside, uh, thank you um, for listening. Really, really, honestly, yeah. it's, it's really been a beautiful thing. Every now and again, of course, you bump into people in town, like whether you're in London or Manchester or like, or Berlin, we'll bump into people and it's like, it's really lovely. Um, Thank you for everyone who's listened, who's dropped us a line, who's just dropped by, who said hello, like out and about. It's really lovely. It means a lot because um, it's just a really lovely thing to have a platform to talk about football with people that care about it on and off the field. So thank you. Yeah. I don't care about it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the catfish now. <laughs> Oh, that's the merch. I'm the catfish now. Hey, look at me. Look I'm at the me. catfish now. Look at me. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, thanks uh, for putting up with this. Uh, thanks for putting up with me this year, man. Much appreciated. Uh, Love you likewise. lots. <laughs> and uh, thanks to everyone for listening this year. Um, we really appreciate it. We hope you're all having a good holiday season whether it's Christmas whether it was Hanukkah whether it was anything else or it was neither and just family time or yeah we hope everyone gets a little bit of time to switch off or if you're enjoying the football enjoy the football again we'll be back in 2023 uh, until then you can check the Stadio Actress Place on Spotify and all the other admin and the final tune of the year is I don't know it's not really New Year themed but it's a minute too late by the East Coast Love Affair and the United Spiritual Singers. Feels like a New Year's Eve tune. 
It's a party it's, tune. It's a vibe, man. It's a pure vibe. We might leave this one to run for a little bit. Uh, if you want to, if you want to listen to it, you can listen to all of the other music we play out on. Search for Stadio Outros on Spotify. Hopefully, there'll be some stuff on there you can find for New Year's Eve if you want. Anything you want to add, Moose? Not longer. Nothing further. All right, everyone. Much love, and we will see you next year. See you then. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. 
You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.